The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us for Mental Health Mondays is Maura Aarons Mealy, the host of the Anxious Achiever podcast and the soon to be book coming out in April of this year, The Anxious Achiever. Thank you so much for being here. We're all anxious. Yes. Hi, Zerlina. So you host a podcast that focuses really on the just just demystifying um, some of these these ideas around anxiety and depression um, that most people are feeling right now. Like, I just want to sort of start this conversation by putting us all in the box of people who are dealing with anxiety at some level, whether or not that be, you know, the level necessary to seek out professional help. But we're all dealing with a high level of stress and anxiety and in some instances depression. But a lot mm-hmm. of leaders and successful people, they deal with that, right? It's a myth that successful people don't struggle with anxiety and depression, right? 100%. <laughs> we live in really, really anxiety-provoking times, right? Anxiety is a its a normal human emotion. It was actually evolved in our bodies to keep us safe, right? Anxiety is when our nervous system senses a threat. And millennia ago, that was like, oh God, there's a saber-toothed tiger coming to chase us, right? We had to run. Now, our nervous system still senses threats all the time. And when we are uncertain, that threat appraisal system goes into overdrive. Or when we see a scary headline or we watch the news, (laughs) Mm. right? Or we have a meeting that we're just really, really anxious about. We feel anxiety. It's completely normal. I I love that we're starting just by making sure no one is feeling any shame or feeling like they're the only one. It's everybody right now and it's every, you know, no matter what your job is, no matter how successful you are on paper, if you are feeling stressed and anxious, if you're having trouble sleeping, you are not alone. I just want to start the conversation there. (laughs) I also feel, and this might just be me. So sometimes I use myself as an example in conversations like this, just so people, you know, I can get a little vulnerable. I don't feel, Mm -hmm. you know, any kind of way doing that. And I feel like that's helpful because then people can relate to my experience or maybe they have some things that are, are distinct, but it just helps to humanize it a little. So one of the things that has happened to me in the last year is if on paper, on paper, when you just look on paper, like I've lost a lot, right? And in, in the mm-hmm. last like 2022 was a year of loss for me. However, I didn't start 2023 feeling like, um, you know, shambles. I, didn't, I wasn't in shambles because I have been stuck in this like cycle of just accomplishing things. I have a table in my home full of trophies that I have won in my professional career, right? That I've, or like got the, you know, awards that I gotten in my professional career. When I look at the photos that I have in my 
photo album. I have, I've been to the Oscars. I've been on Air Force One. I have been oh. in meetings with President Obama. I worked for Hillary Clinton. I have done some really cool and amazing things. Like on paper, like was, I was in cycle of doing and accomplishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't start 2023 feeling like, oh, my God, I've lost so much. Like, it's all over. Because I looked at it as an opportunity to get out of that cycle of doing. So how mm-hmm. can more people out there get out of the cycle of, like, doing things that are, you know, to make money, to do, you know, achieve at work, get a promotion, and, like, do more things that are fulfilling? Because I feel like that will help with the anxiety and the stress and the depression. Because you, you're doing things that are actually filling you up as a person, as opposed to just like filling up your awards table or shelf in your home. Totally. I mean, I I think Serlina, you might be an anxious achiever. I am. No, and I I saw the name of your podcast. (laughs) I was like, that's me. (laughs) That is me. That's that's me too. Listen, first of all, in the spirit of no shame, there's no shame in achieving. And there's actually no shame in saying, I'm super anxious, but you know what? I'm just going to like heads down right now because this is important to me and I'm going to use this anxiety. That is okay. The issue is when the anxiety is a habitual response to avoiding feeling uncomfortable, right? To avoiding feelings that you don't want to feel, which again is a hundred percent natural human reaction, right? Our brain when they don't want us to feel bad. Our brain doesn't want us to feel bad. So when we start having uncomfortable feelings, our brain is like, oh, let's get busy. I'll I'll give Zerlina some worries or I'll give Zerlina a to-do list or I'll give her a new mountain to climb, right? Trying to help you. You're just a human. It's okay. Okay. I (laughs) I feel good hearing that because I do feel like I sometimes, um, I'm always like trying to achieve something really hard. And I'm like, if I just get to the day after the bar exam, or if I just get to the day after the law school exam, or if I just get to the day after the thing that's really hard, that's like killing me every day and making me so stressed, <laughs> it'll be fine. Like I'll be able to coast and I've never coasted. Maybe 2023 never is about coasting for me <laughs> a little bit because I have been on a freaking treadmill and it's, well, okay. I'm tired. <laughs> See, but here, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is amazing, right? Because you're, you're at a point where you're saying, you know what? I don't want to just achieve out of habit anymore. I don't want to just mm. achieve because I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding feeling loss. I'm avoiding feeling all those feelings. Like you're like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I don't want to use achievement as a proxy for other things. That's really and, healthy. Right? It's really healthy. And it's, and, and now you can say, okay, am I willing to sit and look at those uncomfortable feelings and react in a different way. You know, a lot of us, we respond when we're anxious with worry because worry makes our brains feel like it's doing something, right? So it's like, okay, I'm just, if I just worry enough, it's going to be fine. Or we work. I work out my anxiety. To be honest, I woke up this morning. I was so depressed. I'm still having this sort of January back to like, what am I doing with my life? I'm, mm. I have a book coming out. I'm I'm so nervous about that. And I was just, I was like, if I just work, I won't feel the feelings. Well, so many of us do that. But we get to a point where it's like, it's not healthy for us anymore. It's not working for us anymore. And then we can say, all right, I'm ready. I may go into therapy, right? I may look at these patterns. I may look at the feelings I'm avoiding. And, and sometimes, sometimes, when we look at the feelings, they lose their fangs. Hmm. They lose their teeth. And they're just feelings. I like that. 
I mean, honestly, feelings are just feelings. They do have an um, incredible impact on how you feel um, physically often. Mm-hmm. But I think that it makes them less scary that way. Um, it makes them less scary. And they and listen, but, feelings are scary. Yeah. I, I don't want to deny that. No, no, no. Let's 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 call it out and 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 speak about it um, in in this authentic way. One of the questions I had for you this morning is: What are some of the symptoms people could should you think look out for in terms of um, the anxiety they're feeling? Like, I think in this COVID era, we all mm-hmm. our nervous systems have all changed. I mean, I think I've been in mm-hmm. some sort of fight or flight brain since the beginning of this, and I know that long term fight or flight is not healthy. Um, so I've been like adding things to my days that help like a walk around the block or like a lot of exercise playing with the dog, you know, like K-pop, just things that (laughs) are going to make me feel joy in any given moment. What are some of the symptoms that people should look out for? And, and what are some of the strategies they can utilize to, to try to help with the anxious feelings they're having? Yeah. And the thing about anxiety is it can manifest in very different ways for very different people. So um, everyone's different, but I like to think about physical symptoms, right? Because sometimes it's easier for us to sort of zero in on physical symptoms of anxiety. So I think a lot of people will be familiar with a racing heart, a tight chest, right? Sort of trembling hands or kind of feeling a bit jittery. Um, You might have a hard time concentrating, you might feel nauseous, you might feel um, very clenched. It's a really, especially for those of us who sit in front of a computer all day on Zoom, right? Or we're also on our phones. If we're anxious before a meeting, for example, and we're on Zoom, we might clench our bodies into a really uncomfortable state. So if you're feeling like you're like super tight in your muscles or your shoulders hurt or your jaw hurts or your back hurts, right? that might be because you're anxious and you're clenching your body while you're working on Zoom. So it can manifest in a lot of different ways. Sleep, anxiety can really affect our sleep. And for some people, anxiety can make us almost paralyzed. You know, when you have clinical anxiety and I have been there and it is really, really tough, you may feel like it doesn't feel safe to leave your house right? Anxiety is on a spectrum, like all of mental health. So some light anxiety before a talk or before going on Sirius XM, that's totally normal, right? You might feel a little bit of like adrenaline and you might feel a little bit more high energy in your body. Chronic anxiety during the day might manifest as that clenched body or feeling nauseous or having GI symptoms. And then there's really clinical really, really intense anxiety where I really recommend you see a doctor where you feel like the world is really scary and it's really hard to function. So it's on a spectrum. Definitely is a spectrum. And I think that, you know, some of the things that you cited there, so many people probably can relate to that, especially having trouble sleeping. um, At the beginning of the pandemic, I remember friends being like, I'm having trouble sleeping. I'm like, if you're not having trouble sleeping in this particular moment of history where no one on earth has survived this except that one woman who passed away, (laughs) unfortunately, at the beginning of the pandemic, like, 
I don't like you're different they should study you in a lab because you figured something out we the rest of us haven't like how to how to completely do the opposite of what your nervous system naturally would do when there is an airborne threat outside and we all like I mean like I think that we need to give ourselves a little grace too in this moment right like we're living through something that no one else has done before so if you're just sort of you know doing it messy that's okay messy is okay like my friend laura mays says grace and space oh i like that (laughs) i know isn't that amazing i mean i I think i think the thing to remember is running from that saber-toothed tiger this is a natural response to perceived danger and i think of my my poor little daughter who was basically five years old when the pandemic started has been taught that going outside without a mask is possibly going to hurt her, kill her and the people she loves. Mm-hmm. She is always perceiving a threat that I, I, don't, I never perceived, right? Growing up when I did. And so she has lived in a state of really high arousal and threat appraisal. And it's it's really sad, but there are things we can do. And one of the things that I just want to tell listeners is you can't control the pandemic, obviously. You can't control the economy. You can't control layoffs, anything that's making you scary. But there are ways to feel like you can control what you can in your day. And that can be really, really helpful if anxiety is preventing you, if you're sitting at that computer and just feeling so sort of frozen and distracted. Do something. Take a small, meaningful action. Make a to-do list. Do the dishes gather your receipts, just try to get the brain off the anxiety loop and control what you can. This has helped me a lot. I think I got this from James Clear, I think. Um, Mm. But in Atomic Habits, he talked about the two minute rule. So there's a couple Mm. of different things that have really helped me um, that sort of like are in line with the two minute rule. So there's one interpretation of the two minute rule, which is in that book, which he says you... You, you know, you may not get up and, you know, do your half marathon training by running, you know, five miles today, but do what you can do in two minutes of the habit that you would like to cultivate, which is putting on your workout clothes, putting on your sneakers, you know, and, and that takes like two minutes. So do two minutes of the habit. Don't, if, if you want to start cooking more, you just put the pan on the stove and turn the stove off, turn it, turn it on and off. That Like there's micro habits that you can implement that, you know, sort of condition your brain to do these habits. And of course, like when you start working out after two minutes, you usually want to keep going. I mean, most days I usually, you know, it's now I don't think about it when I put on my workout clothes, but I never really like want to work out. But I know no. that after it's over, I'll feel better. And within and I always say, like, I'll stop after five minutes if I don't want to do it because, like, you know, I know I'm going to work out tomorrow. But I never want to stop after five minutes because, you know, the the chemicals are all going in the brain and you're feeling good already. So you're like, um, I only I already did five minutes, so I might as well keep going. And I think um, doing the small piece is really important of of that healthy thing that will will make you feel a little bit less anxious. But the other two minute rule I've also implemented is most tasks that you've been procrastinating um, take two minutes. And even putting a timer on for two minutes and just doing two minutes of that, like maybe you don't wash all the dishes, but you put all the dishes in the sink, right? right? Get them all, you know, from all over your house, put them in the sink, okay? Or unload the dishwasher. That only takes two minutes. I hate unloading the dishwasher. I don't know why that's the one thing, 
I hate so much, but it only takes two minutes. So like setting a timer for literally two minutes and just doing two minutes as much as you can do in two minutes, you're going to feel a lot less anxious when your space is a little bit more organized. That's so those are the two, two, two minute micro habit rules um, alluding to what you were just talking about that I found helpful. I know other people out there because like, you know, James Clare and Atomic Habits has gone like super viral. Um, totally. But I also um, know that you have a book coming out in April called The Anxious Achiever. Tell us about the book and how you think some of the, the things you talk about in the book will help people who are out there listening to us that are dealing on a day-to-day with, you know, these feelings of anxiety that, as we've discussed, all of us are feeling something. Yes. My goal in life is to, is to be helpful, actually. I mean, I, I really, like you, I was a political consultant for many years, Zerlina, and, mm-hmm. um, and then I ran an issue advocacy um consulting firm and I, and 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 I sold that business and I realized like I want to be helpful whether it's behavior change communication whether it's helping people vote for the right people and now helping people understand how their anxiety both motivates them and can harm them and so I think the book is going to be just an incredible guide for anyone who is listening to this conversation and is like oh, wow, <laughs> that feels like me. I've been anxious for a long time or is having a really hard time performing, leading in this new scary world, which is basically everybody. I mean, one of the things that I could highlight is when you were talking about procrastinating, you know, in a work context and in other contexts too, procrastinating is often an anxiety reaction, yep. right? It's something that we want to fear. And so our brain gives us other things to do in hopes that we will feel better, right? And so the classic example is I have to write something, whether it's a term paper or a brief or a client presentation, and it's making me anxious. Maybe my perfectionism is kicking in, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm thinking, I will never get this right. This is going to suck. I'm going to get fired. I'm never going to be where I want to be. So I'll just go watch Netflix instead. Mm -hmm. Now, Netflix feels great for like maybe 10 minutes and then the anxiety kicks back in. So how do I manage that, right? And that's where small, meaningful actions that we just talked about kicks in. That's where understanding your habits, breathing, something you can do at your desk, whether you are at work or working from home or whatever, is you can breathe in your belly, try to get it out of your chest and make sure your exhales are longer than your inhales. That tells your brain there's no threat. This is something that has been proven over and over again in science, and you can do it, right? But what I want people to understand is how their anxiety shows up for them at work, how it shows up in their leadership, how it shows up in their relationships at work. Because once we understand that, we can feel better, be happier, and make anxiety work for us. I feel very seen by this conversation. I'm sure so many people at home feel seen by this conversation because I think, you know, there is shame around, you know, admitting some of this stuff. So I wanted to make sure that folks out there know that you shouldn't feel shame. That's why I was so candid in this conversation. Maura, the book is The Anxious Achiever, out April 2023. The podcast, your host of The Anxious Achiever podcast, Maura Aarons Mealy, thank you so much for being here this morning. Please stay safe. Great to have you. Thanks, Arlena.
listening to Mornings with Zerlina. Check in for new episodes every weekday.